Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, and I, as always, I'm so glad you're here with me, and I cannot even begin to describe how excited I am for this episode. This episode is honestly the crux of what God has been teaching me, the concept, the topic, the... The studies that I have been doing for the last decade all revolve around this message of the beautiful exchange. And this is a convergence of my first book, A Beautiful Exchange, and my second book, Untangled Faith. This idea of exchanging our flesh for God's spirit is absolutely what he's been teaching me for the past, you know, 10, 12 years. And I'm excited to unpack this with you. And kind of go into this a little bit bit deeper and explain this concept that has been so revolutionary for me, transformational for me, and I just pray that it is for you too. So before I dive into the subject today, I want to remind you that starting the week of September 18th, 2023, I'm going to be hosting an online Untangled Faith book study. So if you have been interested in this concept, if you've been listening to these podcast episodes or even have ordered the book, maybe you've gotten a little way through it, maybe you haven't even cracked the cover yet. If you are the type of person that would enjoy reading this book together in community and processing it together and having me guide you through the actual journaling method, then this is for you. And so I've been around this business and sales world enough to know that there are three main questions that you're going to have. What is it? How much does it cost? And is it for me? So here's the deal. It's a six-week spiritual formation book study on Untangled Faith. So every Friday, we're going to be meeting on Zoom. You can find all the details at untangledfaithbook.com. And it costs $67. That is it. Then the cost of materials is the book and the journal. You can order it on Amazon. That'll run you about another 30 or so. And it's priceless. The, The payoff is absolutely priceless. So if you're the kind of person that is looking to grow spiritually this fall, you're looking for some kind of study, some kind of something to do in community, this would absolutely fit the bill. And then secondarily, if you if you are hungry to hear God's voice in your life, to learn this transformational method of journaling, beautiful exchange journaling, and you want to hear his voice and really be able to activate it in your life, take the next steps, walk in wisdom, clarity, peace, connections, all those kinds of things, this is for you. I personally think it's a no-brainer, but there you go. Go to untangledfaithbook.com to find out all the details. All right. We are in the middle of this practice. And today, what I want to do is I want to unpack, I want to describe this process of the beautiful exchange. What is it? Why is it so important? And why is it pivotal to you really moving from stress and anxiety and worry and confusion into peace and clarity and trust and faith? How does this work? What is it? So In 2015, I actually wrote my first book, which is called A Beautiful Exchange, (laughs) aptly titled, Responding to God's Invitation for More. And at that time, we had just, uh, we had brought our kids home from Ethiopia uh, a year or two prior. 
And like I said in few, in previous episodes, writing became my my lifeline. That was how I was processing life. I was going to counseling. I was learning so many new things. God was undoing so much of what I thought religion was and faith was and love was. And he was rewiring in me. He was transferring his spirit into me and showing me a new way of being in the world. He was truly, truly infusing in me, you know, you will find the truth and the truth will set you free. So he was really weaving his truth into my life and helping me deconstruct so many lies of, of control and trying to really manage my life in such a way that he was like, Megan, this is bringing you death and I can bring you life. Do you want to know what that is? And so he gave me this phrase, a beautiful exchange. And the whole concept is that, at least for me as a human being, it is very natural for me to want to, to script out my life, to manage as much as possible, to control as much as possible. Because if something is within my control, then I have this sort of counterfeit idea that nothing bad's going to happen, that I'm going to kind of, you know, kind of keep the, the challenges at bay. I'm in control. And God lovingly said to me, Megan, you want to naturally to control your life. But if you will release your agenda to me, if you will release, open your hands, open your heart, open your mind and invite my spirit in, I want you to release all the things of your flesh that are holding you back, that are causing worry and anxiety and stress. If you release those, if you clean out that junk drawer, I will replace it. I will exchange what you are holding onto for my spirit, my spirit of living water that brings life and peace and prosperity and just freedom and grace. So that is what I have been studying. That's what I've been after the past decade or so. And I love this quote by Frank Laubach. He was a missionary to the Philippines. I've mentioned him before. And he has this quote that says, if our destiny is to grow on and on and on, into some far more beautiful creatures than we are now. That means that we need to have the shells broken quite frequently so that we can grow. So this idea that our destiny is to grow into these beautiful creatures, these beautiful children of God, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, then it is quite necessary for us to have the shells broken so that we can grow. He needs to remold us. We are the, he is the potter and we are the clay. He will take this clay, this body of yours, this mind of yours, and he will mold it into his beautiful creation for his beautiful purposes. That to me is this idea of the beautiful exchange. We come, we show up with all of our emotions, all of our thoughts, all of our struggles. And God says, thank you. Give them to me. I love you. Let me mold that now. Let me put my spirit into your life and into your walk on this earth. And let's mold it into something really, really beautiful. So in part of this journaling practice, that's what you're doing. You are, you are taking your flesh. You are you are paying attention to what you are paying attention to. And you are thinking through, okay, what is going on in my life right now? What am I struggling with? What am I thinking about? What questions am I asking? What am I ruminating about, meditating on? What am I pondering? And you bring that to the Lord and you say, my flesh is wrapped up in this, in this relationship, in these circumstances, in these questions, in these thoughts, feelings, emotions, whatever. So Lord, what do you want me to know? How would you exchange this? What would you take from me? What could Because Paul says in Romans chapter 8 that the 
For the flesh brings death and the spirit brings life. At the crux of it all, at the end of the day, that's exactly what we're going after in this practice. We understand that our flesh naturally brings death of some kind because we are we are mortals. We, we have limited human thinking. We have limited understanding and perspective of what's going on, on this earth. But if we can release, if a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, then it can be brought back up again, right? So this is this idea of dying to self. Now, I'm not saying that human beings are naturally terrible creatures and terrible beings. No, we are creatures. We are children of God. He actually created us. The original design is that we are full of love and light and talent and vivaciousness, vitality, right? But there's something along the way that the sin that has entered the world has really stripped us of that vitality of that true life that we can experience. And it's just part of being human is that we struggle with all kinds of things on this earth. We are broken human beings. And God says, okay, your flesh, if you play that out and your greed and your anxiety and your worry, if you play that out, it will only bring you death. Child, do you see that? What I want to bring to you is life and peace and a supernatural perspective that you could not come up with on your own. But I have given you the mind of Christ. If you will exchange what your flesh is holding onto for what my spirit wants to bring to you, then you will be released into a new way of being in this world. So I love, absolutely love the verse of Matthew 16, 19. And it reads like this. Jesus is saying, I will give you the case of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is an idea of the keys that open the doors of binding and loosing in this holy exchange. So whatever we are grappling with here on earth is just going to be bound up. But when we understand that we, when, we, when we release our, our thoughts and our mind and our feelings to the Lord, then we will loose the things of heaven and the Spirit of God will come into us and begin to, to, to breathe that into our life. I think about the Sermon on the Mount And Jesus calls his people to be poor in spirit. That's one of the very first, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that literally means when you are to be winded, to be without breath. So I live in Colorado. There are like 53 14ers or something like that. And there is like, there are people that climb all of these 14ers. I've climbed two, by the way, and that is like plenty for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm a 14er person. The, the view from the top is stunning, but the, the, the path to get there is so difficult. And sometimes at the top of the mountain, you're like scrambling and you're on these rocks. And by the time you get to the top, you are winded or without breath or any of you that have climbed the incline, go ahead. If you're not from Colorado Springs, Google the incline Manitou Springs. See what that is. It's a 2000 foot elevation gain and you just basically go straight up the mountain. And by the time you are there or even in the middle, even at the beginning, you are winded, you are without breath. That's what being poor in spirit is. It's understanding that, that with, with God, you know, we are we we are winded in our natural human ways we become winded and he wants us to live in such a way that we we understand that we couldn't possibly take another step without his help 
So if you've climbed the incline, if you've climbed a 14 or if you've done anything of physical exertion, you know that there's a point where you're like, I cannot do one more step. God, come in, come help me. That's basically this idea of the beautiful exchange. He's going to supernaturally infuse his breath, his spirit into our breath, into our spirit. And his yoke brings wisdom and beauty and acceptance and love. So God's yoke is perfectly fitted to embrace your curves, right? He says that also in in the gospel that come to him, all you are, are burdened and weary and he will give you rest. He will put his mantle, his spirit over you and it will be perfectly fitted to your, to your curves. First Peter one, five says that we are to give all our worries and cares to him. This is the part of the practice where you are giving all your worries and cares to him so that he can exchange it, so that he can take it from you and you and you can put on his ways, his life, his, you know, his beautiful exchange. And it might be at this point when you're thinking, you know what, Megan, that is easy for you to say. You don't know what I'm going through. My life is hard. I don't see redemption from my past hurts. I haven't experienced the victory that you're describing. I can barely dot, dot, dot. I can barely fill in the blank. What is that for you right now? I can hardly get up in the morning because I'm in so much pain. I can hardly function because I have an unruly child. I have a prodigal child that has just given me so much grief. I can hardly make it through the day. I can hardly look at my husband or my spouse because I'm so angry. I feel so betrayed, let alone create intimacy with this person. I can hardly pay my bills because I'm overcome with debt. I'm overcome with grief because I've lost somebody so important to me. There's this moment, the reality of the human life that we all feel to one degree or another. You name it, God wants to take it. He really truly wants you to give it to him, which means that you release control of the outcome. This is the exchange. You release control of the outcome. You trust him to lead you in the way of wisdom and down a particular path that he has designed for you. What path has he designed for you? Universally speaking, he's, he's designed a path of, of, of life and grace and truth and wisdom and peace. That's what we can experience. The particular details of the path, I don't really know. And honestly, as a kingdom life coach, that's what I go after with my clients is we, we, we really anchor ourselves in the truth, the universal truth of the gospel, of the love and the grace that is at our disposal for each and every one of us, that God wants to blanket over each and every one of us. And then he says, because you have my mind, because you have my peace, I want to give you the particular wisdom on the path that I have designed for you. And we uncover that path together and and I help you get super clear about very practical steps that you can take so that you can walk out this life of the beautiful exchange. So you can walk out what does true fulfillment, what does true purpose look like on this earth for you? How does he do that? I honestly don't know any other way than it just doesn't happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. So you could potentially muster enough fortitude and the old give it the old college try, but you can't really give anything of value to God in your own strength. The process happens in this beautiful exchange. And 
hot air balloons. So if you've read my first book, you already know this story. But when I was a little girl and I was going to Pioneer Girl Camp, anybody out there go to Pioneer Girl Camp? I went there for 10 years. I ultimately did their like counselor and leadership training. And I was the only one my senior year that was doing this counselor and leadership training. But gosh darn it, I did it. It's not quite, you know, as cool as being like an Eagle Scout or something like that. But hey, I I finished it all on my own. But I remember sitting in my pioneer girl cabin one summer at camp and we were all kind of in our pajamas and sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor listening to our counselor and our counselor was telling us a story about how she just had had a really rough time in her life and she was going through a lot of personal struggle and just really crying out to God God where are you I can't handle this on my own and she was driving one day and as she was driving just right up on the horizon through her windshield, she saw a hot air balloon just beautifully floating right in front of her. And in that moment, she felt the spirit of God say, do you see that hot air balloon? This is how I am taking care of you. You don't see how it is floating. You don't see how it is just hovering above the earth, but I am holding you up. I am helping you move along the path, just like this hot air balloon. And so at that point, she began to see hot air balloons everywhere. I don't know if any of you guys have what I call like a God wink or a God message. Like every time you see an owl or every time you see an eagle or every time you see, um, I don't know, what is it for you? For me, it's every time I see a hot air balloon, I think, okay, that story drops right back into my spirit. And so she began to see hot air balloons everywhere on the television, on her coffee mug, right? And she began, God's spirit began to infuse this message in her and remind her, hey, every time you see this image, I want you to know that I am with you. And so I have held on to that image for myself ever since I was a young girl. And every time I see a hot air balloon, it just is that moment that reminds me, God, you see me, God, you're with me, God, you are trying to tell me something right now. And so basically, even though, God is, is, is technically invisible to us. He carries us. Just as that balloon floats, seemingly supernaturally, we can rest in his arms and he's taking care of us and providing for us. And so as I was writing my first book, I was thinking about this concept of the hot air balloon because fast forward all these years, I was thinking, how does a hot air balloon actually work? And let me tell you, just like I'm not a theologian, I am not uh, a STEM girl. I'm not really your your science and math kind of person. In fact, when I was a senior in high school, I basically begged my parents not to make me take math because I just could not do it. So I took physics instead. And here's a physical concept that I find fascinating. So I Googled, how does a hot air balloon work? And here's what I found on the interwebs, I found a site that said, if you actually need to get somewhere, a hot air balloon is a fairly impractical vehicle, right? That just makes me chuckle. Like who's thinking I need to get there really fast. I should just hop in a hot air balloon. But anyway, you can't really steer it and it only travels as fast as the wind blows. But if you simply want to enjoy the experience of flying, there's nothing quite like it. Many people describe flying in a hot air balloon as one of the most serene, enjoyable activities they've ever experienced. Side note, on our 10th anniversary, my husband took me to San Francisco and wine country, and we actually did fly in a hot air balloon. And in some ways, it was pretty serene. And in some ways, it's like completely terrifying. So if you've ever ridden in a hot air balloon, I would love to hear how you felt about it. But according to this article, it's the most serene activity they've ever experienced. 
hot air balloons are also an ingenious application of basic scientific pr principles. Okay, here is my point. They says, you'll be amazed by the beautiful simplicity of these early flying machines. Okay, here we go. Hot air balloons are based on a very basic scientific principle. About to blow your mind. I'm sure you've never heard this before. Warmer air rises in cooler air. Ta-da! You probably already knew that, right? Warm air rises in cooler air. Essentially, hot air is lighter than cool air because it has less mass per unit of volume. So the article goes on to map out the mathematical, you know, mumbo jumbo of all this stuff. But here's the crux of it. To lift 1,000 pounds, you need about 65,000 cubic feet of hot air. <laughs> it's a lot of hot air. So I don't need any, you know, DMs about my hot air. I get it. I get it. Um, I can't really wrap my mind around this concept, honestly. Like who can? If you're talking about space or these kind of massive physical you know, manifestations of God's creation. I don't know what that actually means, but the point is there's a basic principle of a great exchange. That's my point today. So to lift a thousand pounds, you need 65,000 cubic feet of hot air to, to kind of release what your flesh is holding onto. God breathes like massive amounts, exponential amounts of his spirit into you in order to replace what your flesh wants to hold onto. Warm air rises and replaces cooler air. In the same way, God's Holy Spirit flows into your heart and replaces the natural tendency of your fleshly self. The old is retreating, the allowing space for the new to come in. Here was the Bible verse that I'm talking about, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please God the spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. If you want to remind yourself what this renewing of the mind is, what this actually looks like, go back and listen to my previous episode about renewing your, your mind. And I really dive into the flesh dynamics versus spirit dynamics. But here's the deal. In God's economy, through this some sort of mysterious exchange of life and death, we can, here's the promise that I'm giving you today, you can in fact exchange your sinful nature for life and peace. Paul reminds us in Galatians chapter 5, it says, so Christ has really set you free. He set us free indeed. Now make sure that you stay free and you don't get tied up again in slavery and the law, for you have been called to live in freedom. Not freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, but freedom to serve one another in love. What is this beautiful exchange? There's this moment in the journaling practice where you get to come to this point of exchange and you actually get to write in your journal this exact phrase. I'm going to pull up my journal here as I'm talking to you. And I wrote this down the other day and it's basically like, it says this, today I release blank and I replace it with blank. So after you have written out to the Lord, received his spirit of love and wisdom and guidance, you've reread it, you have dropped and anchored the truth of what God wants you to know about your life in this moment, you have this opportunity right in the middle of the practice to, to remove the flesh, remove the stress, remove the anxiety and replace it with the spirit, with God's peace. So 
For example, in my journal, I have written, today I release the need to say yes to everything, aka people-pleasing, right? Today I release the need to people-please and I replace it with a discerning mind. I replace it with the spirit of God that I know I have a sound mind and I know that I can say yes and no to the things of the spirit, what God wants me to do. In another day, I had written, today I release jealousy and envy and I replace it with gratitude and appreciation. Do you see what we're going after here? We're going after this moment where you get to release the things that are holding you captive. In another day, I wrote, today I release self-protection and I replace it with God's holy supernatural protection. It is natural for your flesh to want to protect itself. And yet you have just, we are all limited in how, what we can actually do. This counterfeit idea that, that Satan wants to weave into our minds that we think we can control, we can protect ourselves. No, the only one that we can really trust is God himself. So what does that look like for you today as you think about what is, what is your flesh really holding on to? What is the stress, the worry, the anxiety, the trouble, the thing that is the top of your mind that your flesh is like, I cannot release this. I cannot let this go because if I do, then what? Then I feel like I'm tumbling into the abyss. Then I feel like I'm just, just floating into nothingness. And God is saying, that's not true. That's a lie that you are believing. If you actually release your flesh, the things that are bringing spiritual death to yourself, when you release the things that bring spiritual death, emotional death, and you ask the Lord to replace them, ask Jesus to replace it with his spiritual, supernatural life, living water, the bread of life. What his spirit can give you is far beyond what you can ask or imagine. So this concept is pivotal. It's transformational. It's beautiful. And it's not something that you can just kind of muster up on your own. It's not like you can just try harder and try figuring this out by yourself. No, it's actually about, like Andy Colbert says in her book, it's actually about trying softer. It's about paying compassionate attention to your heart and your soul and learning to steward yourself for what God believes about you. What is the truth that God wants to give you today? What is the lie that he wants to replace? That, my friends, is the beautiful exchange. You have this opportunity to remove the weight of the flesh that is bringing death and replace it with the lightness and the brightness and the freedom and the living water that God's spirit brings to you today. So it's amazing. We, I'm going to go after this concept time and time again on this podcast because, like I said, it's my life's work over the past decade. And if you are ready to remove some, thing, some things of the flesh, and replace it with just the beautiful gift of the Spirit. There's several things that you can do. Number one, you can buy the Untangled Faith book and journal and go through it on your own. Easy. Number two, you can join the study. Even better, because you get to process this and practice this with other people. Be in community. Ask questions. Go to untangledfaithbook.com. And if you are ready to do the work if you are ready to just, you're so tired of living by the opinions and the expectations of other you're t- of other people, you're tired of just going around the same hamster wheel and you want to go after the dreams and the things that God has put on your heart to really walk in your divine assignment, to fulfill your divine destiny, 
then just book a call with me. It's free for a curiosity call. You can go to Calendly, calendly.com slash mbnilson slash 30 minutes, whatever, go on my website, just click curiosity call and let's get on the phone. I want to hear what's going on. What is just got you wrapped up and I am with you. I understand. I have lived that. I am living that. And yet I believe on your behalf and for myself as well that God doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay in the stuck place. He wants to replace what the flesh is holding onto with his spirit of grace and goodness and fulfillment and destiny. Let's go after that together. Give me a call. Let's see if what I do as a kingdom life coach could really just help unlock some things in you. There's no shame in that. We all need we, we all need help. I've worked with counselors and coaches, so many that have helped me unlock places in the next steps in my own divine destiny. And I would love to do that for you. So I love you guys and just track me down somehow and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.